Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Most earthlings try very hard to be recognized for what they do, but when they become stars, sir, they realize they're recognized wherever they go. You have responsibilities, anxieties, and, well, to be honest, sir, some of them can't take it. Was instant stardom like that and instant fame like that disorienting? Very. It's like being taken from the bottom of Death Valley to the top of the Empire State Building in two seconds. It's totally disorienting to be from, you know, just performing in the comedy store, small clubs, and all of a sudden have everybody know you. And that happened. And that was instantaneous. And that, it's a little frightening, too. I mean, you know, people, if you're kind of shy... And sometimes I get kind of like this, that they, you know, people would, they just look at you. Cocaine, mm, what a wonderful drug. Anything that makes you paranoid and impotent, give me more of that. <laughs> One of the great triumphs of your life was the way you beat drugs. But do you think that getting into them was the effect of success or just the atmosphere of the 70s, late 80s? I mean, success was one. It was like, it's like the old joke. Do you have a drug problem? No, everybody had it. It, wasn't, <laughs> it was a great way of kind of avoiding contact. And then you get into this kind of... You want to pull back from it rather than experience it because it's frightening and you're trying to find some way to pull away. I think it was just, it was escaping from people, basically. It's, you know, just, you know, the, the, from those people going, hey. When you're a celebrity, everybody wants a piece of you, sir. Unless you can say no, there'll be no pieces left for yourself. Sometimes it was the fear of failure. It was that thing of, you know, if you didn't notice, you wouldn't, because it was coming so fast, it was that fear of when's it going to go? rather than just keep, you know, finding and doing different things. Yeah. Cocaine actually made me almost not sleepy, but would just shut me down. I would get like this. And I think that's why I did it. So I wouldn't have to experience it. So it was cutting off from people, as yeah, you said. Yeah, it was isolating. It was, and then years later, after I stopped, when I see people, they're actually going, you just made eye contact. How you doing? <laughs> most of the time, you didn't have to. It was a great chance not to look at people. It was, you know, this. I couldn't see anyone. It's... Because, once again, it's the brain. The brain, once it tastes it, will want to go back up to the same level. We'll demand that because it's psychologically addicting. They found that out. And how long, how long did it take you to feel that sense of liberation that you mentioned Richard Pryor felt? It took you about a year. Someone said you, you're liberated when you don't talk about it, when you don't mention, uh, you don't have to say anything, when it uh, doesn't appear in your subconscious, when it's just gone. Something very freeing about having, having your mind back and in your control. The ideas that you find will get you the same kind of stimulus. And then what other things happen is you start to relate to people again. And as you come back into the world and relate to them, they're stimulating and realizing that can be quite wonderful. Conversations with friends, you know, playing, playing with your child. 
You know, all of these things can be just as stimulating and wonderfully so and nourishing. And then all of a sudden you start to come back. It's a, it's a you know, it's just a process of that, of, you know, building that in again. You treat a disease, you win, you lose. You treat a person, I guarantee you, you win no matter what the outcome. We're providing a security of acknowledging who I am and saying, I love that. I love what you are. Don't be afraid. And it's like, oh, then that frees you up. You really do? Me? I used to talk about myself. I used to have this image that I was kind of like this, almost like a dwarf, because I've been called that in school. I was like this little short, short, furry, furry guy. And then I said, I love that. Really? But that's, that's been the process, and it's so wonderful. And it's growing. And you learn and you go through, and it's been tough. And the way that all of Oliver's work is, he makes you examine these supposedly negative and horrifying things from another perspective and say, yes, these are, you know, there is great pain in aspects to that. But he also says, look at the power of the human spirit and more than just the spirit, the power of the mind and distinguishing between the mind and the brain. Some people say that the brain is a computer, but he said, no, beyond that, there is something, there is deity within you. There is that, you know, that spark, that divine thing. And it stems from creation, that, that thing that is soul. The human spirit is more powerful than any drug. And that is what needs to be nourished. And that's what I was fascinated by with Oliver's writing and with Awakenings. That which can shine through something that which seems apparently dead, but yet the, the human mind and spirit shines through that. And you saw it in the tapes when he showed me the tapes of some of the patients. And they would be like this, and he'd say, watch. And all of a sudden, they would come back. And you can see they were there, and then they would go out again. And it would be in that moment you knew. And he said that was he was only going on that faith that they were there. Well, I was going to say, did meeting those people over such a sustained period of time, concentrated period of time, I mean, did it make you feel that life is incredibly unfair? Or did you feel that maybe it's fair because they have some compensating thing that we don't? The thing that makes me sometimes feel that life is unfair, that flattens me, is when you see children with cancer, when they bring that, I say, why? I mean, we had a young boy come to the set of Hook who wrote and came and he said, why? why, why do this? I mean, why is it that they have this? I mean, that's sometimes the one time I go, oh, if it's benevolent and all this, why are they? But yet, then after a while you talk to them and even then you, they have such a, a will and a power that anytime you start to think of my life and go, look at this child. And this one little boy was eight shaved head from chemotherapy, but had such a strength and a power and such a joy that he was just like, it was beyond intoxicating that he basically had this will and this spirit and this love and was not bitter and was not angry. He was still a child and he still would take me to meet the other kids and say, look, hey, this is my friend, that's Tommy. He's on a machine, but he's okay, you know, and he's fine, he likes Legos. And he, he wasn't like this, you know, and obviously there were times when it's horrible, horrible, horribly painful. Does religion matter to you much? Oh, deeply. I mean, it comes from years ago when I used to treat it more in kind of that cosmic sense, like Einstein said, if you, when you look around and you see all, all of it, you have to realize there's some you know, method behind it all. And, and, and truly your sense of awe and your sense of wonder, and then you begin to approach that. And then from the painful issues, you know, when you, what we've just talked about, can you be angry at that? Or do you kind of start to go beyond and look at it all and realize not to be bitter, not to be angry, but to still treat, keep trying and not give up on people. 
can't give up on what infuriates me sometimes here is that the lack of sometimes just the sheer lack of funding when the truth is we're broke so you can't even get furious about that but how can you deny when there's you know hundreds of thousands of people who have AIDS and are dying of it and just turn your head on them and not and people are dying alone in their rooms and why do you why do you do that well Jesse sometimes will deny the funds because this is God's will well Jesse sometimes wake up you know so you have to take that stand and you know wander among people that's and not be afraid of that and to wander among into the world and to put your heart and soul behind trying to still keep things going not to accept it and just say well it's the way it is and to trying to help these children if it, if you can't cure it and to make their life wonderful now and to let, you know to try and do these things that, you know that allows them to have a wonderful life despite this with work play friendship family these are the things that matter not just for your, your own family but for the family of man that there are we are we are one species and we are endangered we are about you know we are basically destroying ourselves from within unless you wise up and start to take certain measures on all levels on all levels and that's where you have and it's what this one this three and a half pound gland that we have the one cure lies within the same thing that is causing a lot of the pain is this well, why why if we've got those brains why are we destroying ourselves with because why are we why are we so self-destructive because Kessler used to say we haven't evolved we haven't you know jumped between the, the lower brains the, you know the lizard and the mammal you know there are very few mammals that you know kill each other off except for rats <laughs> and then sometimes you wonder why we look like that that we have to evolve up somehow take the leap to evolve the, the emotional level with this intellect that can create amazing machines that can save life but also create amazing machines that can take it and in two seconds destroy the world and to evolve and to join to somehow catch up to all of the different things he was suggesting that they should make a drug that that somehow bridges the gap emotionally between this you know you have these you know powerful soul and these feelings but sometimes could be overridden by this mind that can say we must extinguish all the others and then you go wait this was an intellect that came up with that concept and wait bring the heart up to that to override that and to join all of them these are the things that is happening we will we catch up to ourselves will we somehow be in control of that we still have these primitive urges that used to make me take you know it's when we were like running around going uh, uh, but now we have a big stick that basically burns everything uh, 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 gone you know these are the things that you have to you know you try you play with you as a comic you play with it but you're still playing with pain no matter what anybody tells you Words and ideas can change the world. Do you have a favorite role across the years? Yeah, Dead Poets Society. Yeah. With one of the great directors, Peter Weir, who is an Australian and an amazing, he's a director, but he's also a teacher. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's ever worked with him comes out a better person. He gave me the greatest advice of all. He said, you know, you don't have to say anything. Yeah. If you listen, like I'm doing right now. Okay, back. <laughs>
<laughs> but he said if you really listen with intent, you can be quite powerful. And it was that it took so much pressure off of thinking, I've got to be ready to say the next thing. And it was just this idea of inhabiting that just as much as speaking. It, just, it was a great gift. When you're approaching 60, you, you look happy, you look comfortable, you look... Yeah, quiet. It's just a quiet life. with yourself? Yeah, I'm as peaceful as I can be as a 59-year-old comic. It's kind of like the old joke where you just... You don't have to... Don't rush down the hill, walk down. You know, you have a good time. Life's pretty amazing. Especially after rehab and heart surgery, it's really amazing. The powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.